Is it time to start worrying about the Oklahoma State softball team? I'm Matt Jordan with the Pokes Podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. And Oklahoma State has dropped two in a row after a really great start to the season. They were 39-3 and before their back-to-back losses to Iowa State. A bad loss in a lot of books. And then their second loss of the season to Wichita State as they fell 1-3 to in their most recent matchup at home against Wichita State. They also lost to Iowa State at home. So that's not only back-to-back losses, but that's back-to-back losses at home. Games that went into extra innings. And in large part, had you hit a little bit better, you should have won the game. First, we'll look at the Iowa State game. And when you look at the box score for this one, you'll see that Oklahoma State was out hit 9-7 by Iowa State. The game went into 11 innings. They lost 3-2. Oklahoma State had a chance to win. They had a runner on second in the 10th inning and could not score the runner as uh, Oklahoma State would leave eight on base in this game, including the big one in the 10th inning, and then a minor injury to the ace of the team, Kelly Maxwell, who got her first loss of the season. She's now 13-1. and one. A minor injury to Maxwell's finger. She's having, she's having issues controlling the ball, and that allowed Iowa State to... Uh, get a runner on with a walk. They advanced her with two pop flies, and then a single is what did it uh, that allowed Tyree to score, and that was the difference in the game. Oklahoma State could not get anything going. They would draw a walk in the bottom of the 11th inning, but then hit into a double play, and then on the first pitch, the third batter grounds out the second, and that was the game. So that was the first loss. Oklahoma State struck first in that game with a 1-0 lead in the first. Iowa State would answer in the second. Oklahoma State would tie things back up in the fourth, 2-2, and then no one scored any runs until the top of the 11th inning, and Oklahoma State does fall in that one. And then you look at the box score, and Oklahoma State actually out-hit Wichita State in this top 25 matchup, 8-6, to six, but Oklahoma State left 11 players on base, and it was ground out and pop fly central as Alex Aguilar for Wichita State goes eight innings. She only strikes out one player, but for 16 ground outs and six fly outs with 144 pitches and just really kind of controlled what had been earlier in this season a really dominant Oklahoma State lineup. Uh, only two extra bases tallied. Uh, Caitlin Carwile had a double and Talon Edwards had a double. So uh, And then Kylie Naomi had a stolen base. So Outside of that, uh, Oklahoma State didn't really have much going on the base pass. Uh, they did pull off eight hits but couldn't get anything going. And Lexi Kilfoyle picks up, picks up her second loss of the season. She gave up all three runs, all earned. She walked two. She struck out ten. So Kilfoyle only allows three runs, strikes out ten. And earlier in this season, that's a win for Oklahoma State, uh, especially considering she only allowed one through seven innings. And Oklahoma State actually needed a big run in the seventh inning to force extra innings to go into eight. They scored at the bottom of the seventh. But she she allowed one run to start the game. She shut down Wichita State after that and then gave up 
the uh, two-run home run to give them the 3-1 lead, and Oklahoma State was unable to answer in the bottom half of the eighth inning. So, by all means, earlier in this year, a three-run game, a one-run game, would not have been a hard thing for Oklahoma State to overcome. Rachel Becker continues to be the best hitter on the team, and Average-wise, the Cowgirls are hitting really well. Becker, 496. Kylie Naomi, 394. Cheyenne Factor, 375. Michaela Work, 345. Kaylin Carwell, 339. Talon Edwards, 325. Morgan Wynn, 315. The only player that is in the starting lineup that has enough at-bats to count, Megan Bloodworth, 220. But Katie Lott off the bench, batting 386. So, the team batting average-wise has been really good, but they just cannot, for whatever reason, over the course of the last few games, really get the runs going. Uh, they scored three in Game 2 against Iowa State to win that one 3-2, to two, but to play three really close games, they only won 5-2 in the first game, uh, to play three really close games against an Iowa State team who has struggled this season is not a good look. And then you, you just kind of look back and... You know, they had a 6-0 win against UT Arlington that earlier in this season they probably would have run-ruled had they and scored 13 runs. Uh, a 7-0 win against Kansas, scored 5 in, uh, against Kansas, scored 7 against Kansas. Uh, they haven't scored double digits since April 1st when they beat Incarnate Word 10-0 and 11-0 in double headers. Um, but prior to the two double-digit wins uh, against Incarnate Word, just scored three against Tulsa. They scored five against Baylor uh, twice. They scored six against Baylor, just beating North Texas 2-0. Uh, the last time outside of the Incarnate Words that they scored double-digit runs was Tarleton State on the 4th of March. So... I've said for the last couple weeks, if I had to nitpick on anything, it's the bats going quiet, going cold for Oklahoma State, and it is the wrong time of the year to go cold, especially now that you've lost two straight with what is arguably your biggest three-game series so far this year. It's not the biggest three-game series on the season. That's coming up to end the year. But it's the biggest so far, and that is a three-game series in Austin against Texas because you you have to think if Texas sweeps Oklahoma State, they're going to be the number two in the Big 12, dropping Oklahoma State back to the third spot, and that spells trouble for the Cowgirls going forward. Texas right now currently sets at 36-9-1. They are 8-4 in conference play, and uh, luckily for Oklahoma State, uh, they have fared fairly well in conference play. They just have the one loss in conference play. They're eight and one, but that could change drastically. You're looking at a, if you get swept, you're now eight and four, and then you still have to play OU at the end of the season. So we're coming down to the nitty gritty parts of the year. We they've got ten games left in the season, and of those ten games, the next seven are on the road, all in Texas. Three game series against. Texas in Austin, then a three-game series in Lubbock against Texas Tech, and then you play one game against North Texas before you finally come back home to end the season against OU. And if you don't figure something out offensively, uh, you're you're going to lose these these next three games to Texas and not be sitting in a good spot heading into the final parts of your season. 
Uh, we, we look at Texas. They have been very good at home. They're 24-4 and four, uh, at home. They've, they've done things kind of uh, like Oklahoma State. They can pitch. They can hit. Uh, they've, they did lose 1-KU, to 9-3, to but they won the second game 10-0, and then a close game 3-2. to two. Uh, The bats have been a little bit better for them, and then... Uh, you know they've got a 13 to 2 win they've got some close games eight win eight eight runs eight runs nine runs so the bats have looked better for the longhorns and uh, when you look at the the team is led by Maya Scott who's batting 397 she's got two home runs on the year she's got 29 RBIs and she has scored 44 runs for the team Ashton Maloney another one of the really good hitters for the Longhorns, she has uh, 13 RBIs. She has scored 24 runs, but has a 381 batting average. Uh, the big home run hitter for the team, there's a couple of them. Uh, Leighton Good with seven. Uh, Courtney Day has seven, and Reese Atwood has nine. So there's some pop in the lineup, and the pitching has been good for Texas as well. Uh, they have three players uh with under four players with under uh, four ERA, a one eight eight, a one nine zero, a two three zero, and a two three four. So they've got four people that they can trot out there. Uh, all all four have seen significant innings this year. Um, Seventeen appearances is the lowest. Nineteen, twenty four, and twenty five. So uh, a lot of innings eaten up by the the four on this Texas staff. So it will be two pitching duels, and what we're gonna see is two. Three low-scoring games. Uh, I would be surprised if anyone really gets the other one uh, on the batting side, especially the way Oklahoma State has played. But you look at uh, 1-4-3 RA for Kelly Maxwell uh, with a .99 whip. Lexi Kilfoyle, 1-6-5 ERA with a .88 whip. Uh, 22 appearances for Maxwell, 20 for Kilfoyle, 19 for Acock. And uh, then you look at uh, strikeouts, uh, for for the the team, 162 for Maxwell, 95 for Kilfoyle, and 52 for Kyra Acock. Uh, Maxwell has been bitten by the long ball a bit. She's given up eight home runs. She's allowed 20 earned runs on the season, 21 for Kilfoyle, and 21 for Acock. So, uh, really and truly, with the way the bats have been, you have to ask your starters, and you're not even sure how healthy Maxwell is with that injured pinky. Uh, and, and how much that affects the spin and, and what you do with the ball when you throw it, you got to ask their pitchers to be on, on the top of their A game. And uh, really and truly they have. Even Ivy Rosenberry, whose ERA has kind of been all over the place, she has lowered that down to a 226. So she's even been good in the appearances that she's had as of late, lowering her ERA in uh, just 11 appearances so far this season. So. We will see how this turns out. Hopefully these back-to-back losses for the Cowgirls is a wake-up call. I'll also be interested to see who starts what games. Kilfoyle just went eight innings against Wichita State. Probably see her on Saturday or Sunday. I don't know how healthy Kelly Maxwell is. I've tried to do some digging and see. 
after that, after she got pulled pitching three innings with that hurt pinky. Uh, and then uh, Acock, we will see one of those days as well. And then the other players will be ready and, and probably a good chance uh, that you see Maxwell Kilfoyle multiple times during the week uh, coming in relief as well, like they have done some in some other important uh, matchups this season. And then you look at the end of the year, OU. So you have to right the ship. You, you need to take two or three against Texas. I've said that all season. If you can go into Austin and sweep Texas, that would be huge. Huge for the program, huge for momentum, huge for where you set. But you cannot lose this series against Texas because the way you're playing right now, you're going to get swept by OU. I've said all year that Oklahoma State is the one of the two best teams, but the batters are not doing it right now. The hitting is not doing it right now. And there is so much... What do I want to say here? So much expectation to be good because of what you did last year, what you got back, how this team looked this year. You've been number two for the majority of the season. You now drop to number three, and you're not hitting very well. And you have the toughest part of your schedule left where six games six of the last ten games are going to really decide what the Big 12 pitcher looks like. Sweeping Texas is huge for that. Two of one would be big. And then, but if you get swept, you're putting a lot of pressure on that OU series to end the season. And it really is going to make the look or the possibility of winning the World Series look a lot harder uh, as we kind of move forward here. So, tough stretch for the Cowgirls. Big weekend series against Texas. You have to take two of three, and if you can sweep, that would be absolutely beautiful because that would pick up some huge momentum heading into the regular, heading into the rest of the regular season before you get to Big 12 play. And of course, everyone has the May 5th, 6th, and 7th matchup circled against the Sooners, who are a perennial powerhouse and the best team in the Big 12. Oklahoma State baseball has struggled a bit, but they've now won two in a row, and uh, they've done it in some high-scoring fashions. They looked pretty bad there for a bit. They lost five straight games, two losses to TCU, a 8-5 loss to ORU, and then a 6-3 loss and a 9-5 loss. The bullpen has looked terrible for the Cowboys, giving up a lot of late-inning runs and making it hard for Oklahoma State to win those games. Uh, The Oral Roberts game was a real big uh, show of that. But then they they beat West Virginia 11-6, and then they beat OU 19-8, winning the first game of Bedlam, scoring 19 runs on 14 hits, no errors in the field, and it was the long ball that worked really well for the Cowboys. Rock Riggio with a home run, David Minham with a home run, Tyler Wolfert with a home run, Colin Brueggemann with a home run. Riggio also had a double. Schubert with a double. Atkinson doubled. Minham doubled. And Brown doubled. Uh, Looking at RBIs, uh, Rock Riggio had three on the night. David Minham had five RBIs. It was quite the performance. OU actually struck first with a home run to make it 3-0. Uh, to, to open up the game, and then uh, Oklahoma State would answer with a huge first inning, taking the 5-3 lead. OU would cut into it a bit in the second, making it 
five to four, but then Oklahoma State would kind of break things open, taking a nine four lead and then extending that uh, with a real strong eighth inning uh scoring the 19 runs. Uh, 10 runs came from the fifth inning on, and it was the big seventh, or sorry, eighth inning uh, in which they scored seven runs in that eighth inning to kind of come away with the 19-8 victory in uh, in a nine-inning game there. Uh, Stebbins gets the save. The win goes to O'Toole, and Gray Harrison gets the loss. So looking at uh, the pitching for Oklahoma State, a lot of players trotted out there to pitch and that's kind of what they've had to do with how the pitching staff has looked especially with the injury uh drew blake went an inning o'toole went four gave up two runs Braden root gave up three and then locking it down michael benzer no earned runs uh then Stebbins comes in with the one and one third inning save, uh, struck out two, no earned runs in that one. So Oklahoma State locked it down uh, on the offensive side of things and have now again won two in a row. And now they face a Kansas team who is 18 and 18. Uh, they uh, coming off where they have lost three of their last four. They did beat uh, Air Force earlier. They they have another matchup with Air Force before they face Oklahoma State. But they are 18 and 18 on the season. They are five and seven in conference play. And Oklahoma State baseball, if they want to right this ship, heading in to uh, some tough matchups still with Wichita State. They got another one with ORU coming up, start of the May. They still have to play K State uh, coming up, middle of May, and then a three game series in Norman against OU. Uh, they really want to right the ship as they move through the rest of the year. It's going to be difficult. Again, they've got some injuries they're going to have to deal with and the pitching staff is really going to have to uh, lean on uh, Jawan Watts-Brown moving forward. Uh, when he pitches, he's going to have to uh, play at a the highest level he, he can and he's really struggled lately. His ERA has jumped all the way up to a 3.58 after being sub-3 for much of the season. He's a high strikeout guy so he's going to get hit a bit and the Cowboys have proven that they can hit but the bullpen really has to crank down because when you look at some of those bullpen numbers I and mean, you got guys uh, over 4 ERA 429, 518, 546, 568, 605, 788, uh, up to you know 10.80, 10.59. So you're seeing some guys that have seen uh, some some you know significant innings pitch. This is all guys with at least 10 innings of work uh, that have given up. I mean, you've got a guy like Brian Hendry, uh, 31 innings pitch with a 5-4-6 RA, just not going to cut it when you're getting banged up in the bullpen, especially with some of the injuries you've dealt with in the starting pitching staff. So three-game series against a, uh, a struggling Jayhawk team to help you uh, extend that win streak, hopefully to five. That will put them at 28 wins if they're able to sweep the Jayhawks. They're currently 25 and 13. The biggest issue for Oklahoma State is that they're 25 and 13, but they've already played 26 games at home. So a big test of road games coming up. Uh, they go to Lawrence to play Kansas. They go to Ann Arbor to play Michigan for a three-game series. Then they go to Tulsa to play ORU. Uh, but then they get a nice set of games at home to kind of wrap up the season before they go to Norman to finish out the season. The three-game series against East Tennessee State is in at O'Brate, and the three-game series against K-State before they go to Norman is also at O'Brate. So, so they've got the three games on the road at Lawrence for KU, come back for one-game series against 
Wichita State at O'Brate at home, and then they're on the road for four straight games, including a trip up to Ann Arbor to take on Michigan. So 25-13 and 13 right now on the season. They fell all the way back to 24th. I, I would assume they can stay in the top 25 after uh, wins against uh, OU and uh, wins against KU. Probably, though, if you lose a series against the Jayhawks. Actually, no, I'm going to take that back. You lose a series against the Jayhawks, you're falling out of the top 25. You may even fall out of the top 25 if you go 2-1. and one. I think you really need to sweep. you got to beat Wichita State coming up. And, and honestly, you really need to win every series you have left on, on the schedule uh, and, and pull off a few sweeps if you can. I know that's hard to do in baseball. Baseball's really up and down uh, unless you're just one of the best teams. But I think Oklahoma State has, with with the way they hit the baseball and the, the lineup they put out on the field every night and the home run threats that this team has with some of their, um, some of their players like Riggio and Minham and Schubert, they have a potential to beat anyone in a three-game series. Uh, the pitching is the biggest question mark, but the hitting can do it, and that is what college baseball is about. College baseball is about scoring runs. It's about being hot at the right time because the competition is just so much different than some of your other collegiate sports just with the way Major League Baseball handles how players move up and down and you don't have to go to play college. But... Um, I definitely think this Oklahoma State team, if they ride the ship a bit, they can compete going forward. So I uh, look forward to this weekend's matchups for both the Cowboys and the Cowgirls. And uh, I look forward to you uh, leaving five stars on uh, the Pokes Podcast review. I look forward to you sharing it with your friends as well. And I thank you for listening to the Pokes Podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network.